Okay, I think we're ready to roll here. This is TMG, live from Tampa, Florida. This is the first podcast, broadcast of the uh, TMG venture, and um, I'm here with uh, three esteemed colleagues. Well, two are esteemed. One is just pissed off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have Mark Blauchin, of course, from the... the uh, formerly of the Boston Globe, and Herb Gould, formerly of the Sun-Times. I'm Chris Dufresne, formerly of La Habra, California, via uh-huh. Cal State Fullerton. And we have a very special guest. Our first podcast has a very special guest. who We actually would, I think we would call him the fifth Beatle. He's like the fifth right. Beatle. <laughs> Could have been a founding father. Could have been a founding father. Uh, Tony Barnhart, we're, we're honored to have Tony as part of our first broadcast. And what I mean, we're coming from a uh, sophisticated studio high above 14th floor of the Marriott uh, Waterfront Water Spout Hotel here in Tampa. <laughs> anyway, well, let's just get this rolling. Um, we're here to discuss uh, the championship game Monday night, Clemson and Alabama. And we'll we'll get into some other things, but I think first we can uh, speak to this game. And I, I just filed a short story for TMG talking about how little I generally like rematches in anything, going back to Liz Taylor and Richard Burton, I think was the first bad, bad I mean, I don't think they really work. Rocky, they said Rocky promised there would be no rematch, and unfortunately there were several rematches of that series, so... But uh, maybe let's turn to Tony uh, or as someone that's familiar with, you know, uh, our southern uh, link with Clemson and Alabama about why is this rematch? I mean, last year's game was great. Phenomenal game. I don't know how you're going to top that game. And I think maybe that's my point is that the expectation was, you know, I've seen this game before. A lot of the same players are in it. Um I love that game. Why can we expect that this one will be any better? Well, I think a big part of it is that there's still a lot of really good storylines. All the storylines weren't used up in last year's game. I mean, when Clemson walked off the field convinced they were the better team. They were convinced they left a ton of points out there, and they should have gained. Remember, remember Nick Saban needed an onside kick and a kickoff return right. or a touchdown to win by five. I say I think that part of it, and now you've got the – the great Alabama defense, maybe one of the best he's ever had, Nick Saban's ever had, against clearly the best quarterback in the country in Deshaun Watson. And then you, you take all that nice little mix and stew and you throw the fire of Lane Kiffin right into the middle of it. And you, and we get, we, there's yeah. a lot to talk about in this game. Yeah, that's a good point, With uh, especially just with Kiffin and Sarkeesian. That angle alone is worth at least one day of stories. And uh Herb, what are I mean? Is this game do anything for you? I mean, I know you're a big coming off the very disappointing Big Ten bowl season, but we'll get into that. In a, in yeah, a bit. Well, it wasn't as disappointing <laughs> as a lot of people want to make it out to be. Yeah, they only played the two most entertaining games of the bowl season. But as far as this game, you know, the thing that interests me about this is last year, as Tony just mentioned, Clemson thought. And, and rightfully so, that in many ways they outplayed Alabama. Alabama did not play a great game, and yet they won. And now, this year, we've got Alabama coming off a semifinal game against your West Coast Huskies, 
where they, again, didn't really play their A game and won. And I'm wondering about what's going to happen on Monday night. You know, are they going to play their A game? Are they not going to play their A game and still win? Because, they, you know, that's that intrigues me, especially with the yeah. rookie quarterback that they have. Yeah, yeah that, those are all good points. Mark, it, it, is this a regional game in your mind? We were talking. I was talking to Tony about that, and and it's two best teams in the, in the country right now that are that are still there. I mean, it, it's an entertaining game, but in terms of the rest of the country, I I don't know if it's going to sell because I was talking to Tony, and and, and the, two, the game between Ohio State and, and, and Oregon a couple years uh, two years ago, drew the second biggest uh, TV audience of all time, of like thirty five million people. Last year, twenty three percent drop. So which which goes to show you that the rest of the country. Was was watching that game, but so was the South, and it didn't have teams in it, which goes to say show you how how important college football is in the South. Right. And so they'll watch they'll watch college football whoever is playing, you know, and that, and that's that's gonna be a factor. But I but I think I think for a lot of people it's Clemson and Alabama. And Alabama you know, we've seen this before, and it's I'm not sure how interested it'll be, especially if the game breaks breaks apart in early. If it's a close game, well, then you'll get them. But if it's a blowout, you might lose them really quick. Yeah, and that, that, that's my fear is that a lot, in my experience, that the rematch game has not been as, as compelling. And my favorite rematch story was in 1996 when Florida and Florida State played in Tallahassee in mm-hmm. late November. Great game. I still, have, I still have the poster from the Tallahassee Democrat. I have it's in my office with the headline, It's War. It was the biggest... Said the biggest print I've seen on a story since you know, Pearl Harbor, and there was blood dripping off the. You know, it was a huge game, and then and Bobby Bowden had his, uh, and Florida State wins that game, and Bobby Bowden has his Sunday breakfast press conference, and he comes in in typical Bowden fashion. One of his first questions is, is "We're not going to have to play them again, are we?" You know. Oh and, no, coach! And, <laughs> no, 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 the chances of that happening are were a hundred percent. And they did play again, and it wasn't the same game, and Florida won the rematch going back to 2011, LSU-Alabama. Which is the world. I mean, when you got two division teams playing the same division, yeah. then you're really narrowing the focus of it. I mean, That rematch was not a good game. The mm-hmm. game in, in the first game was 9-6 nine, 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 overtime. Which was yeah. a, a compelling, it was an exciting, you know, a offensive game, but it was very compelling. Uh, Alabama dominated the championship game rematch. I mean, LSU didn't get past midfield until the fourth quarter in that game. So that wasn't a good rematch. So I think there are some uh, – and the element of surprise, too. I mean, you know, you think Clemson waiting for that? Onside kick is coming again. I mean, no. can you really do that? I don't <laughs> think you can do that one again. I don't. What else could Nick say? But I didn't think he had that up his sleeve. I think that was such an out-of-nowhere call. It was so brilliant because it, because he did it, that you know you can't do that one again. So, um, but it, yeah, it, it's it, it is a matchup of, of two great teams. So you, you, we're probably going to get something pretty good. I, I hope so. I, uh, but let's move on to some other subjects. And I mentioned it earlier about just coming off the bowl season, and um, a lot is talked about conference records in bowl game it, as if this is the defining you know factor to how well your season went the big 10 i mean had i think inarguably the best year at from september to january 1st 
and yet they come out of the bowl season three and seven, and all of a sudden everyone is anointing the ACC because they went okay, eight, eight and three. Yeah. They went eight and three, and I'm just wondering is that is that really fair? Is, you know, the Pac ten and Pac twelve and the SEC went a combined uh, five hundred, I think, right? What did the SEC go six and six and six, and Pac twelve was three and three. So two of the you know top four conferences went nine and nine. Does that mean they're not? two of the best conferences? I don't think so. Um, and I'm just wondering what we should make of bowl records and what they mean. Bowl records mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing? They mean nothing. No, they don't. In terms of gauging how good a conference is or how good a conference was, because the bowl game, you, you don't know who's going to show up at the bowl game. Some of the right. kids want to play. Some of the kids don't want to play. Some of the kids are already thinking about the season being over. Some, you know, other guys get fired up. I didn't, and I just don't think it means anything. I think clearly the Big Ten was the best conference. And some kids yeah, don't play. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Jeffrey, Stanford. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, and, yeah, right. You know, Nobody's did. even mentioning so, Michigan but, had, Michigan lost, arguably, you know, Jabril Peppers didn't even play. And and the uh, big tight end, uh, but, but yeah. didn't got hurt in the second quarter. Yeah. So they're playing without two yeah. of their key I, stars, and then they still go to the you know the last play. I, yeah, I think this is kind of a, a manufactured statistic, but and it's fun to talk about. But I remember a couple years ago, I think it was 2014, when the SEC West went two and five, and the mm-hmm. two were Arkansas and A&M, the unranked teams out of the best division, the top five teams lost. Did that mean the SEC West is not the best division in college football? But, you know, again, and I kind of wrote a a rebuttal to that this week based on on this discussion because I saw a lot lot of Internet reports about, you know, ACC, you know, best conference. Well, you know, okay, I think we got to put this in perspective and, you look at the Big Ten games. First of all, you know Maryland should not count as a loss for the Big Ten. I'm sorry, they haven't, had, they haven't been in the conference. Who went for BC though? Huh? Well, that's an AC. Yes, well, right. it's also, it's a, the, I give, I give, I'm giving that one to the Big East, and I'm giving the loss to the ACC. I'm not even hey, factoring. That's the a recruiting team. tool for BC. There's, they're well, seven and six. That's, that's a, a, win. That's a big win. Maryland's a team. They've been a Big Ten team. For Maryland even to be in a bowl game, I mean, that was a team that, you know, it's a first-year coach, a program so, that was pretty much of a disaster area. So that was a good loss then. You're well, saying no, I mean, a to be loss? In a bowl, to be in a bowl game was, was a, a plus for that program, especially when you look at their season. I mean, they, they got out of the gate real fast, and the second half of the season they were a mess, and they still right. limped into a bowl. And, you know, for a first-year coach... Who did a lot of good things? It was a, it was a positive. The only time that these bowl records matter are when the conferences do well. Then they'll brag. They'll, then they brag oh, about sure. it all the time. Yeah, we did this, we did that. But you know, it's the same. Remember well, when uh, on the New Year's Day uh, two thousand, I think eleven or twelve, when the Big Ten went zero and five on January one. Oh, and everyone was going. You know, and crazy. it's like, oh my, you know, the work. It doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it, is, it is a point of reference. It's interesting when that happens. Well, SEC. The SEC started 1-4 and four in bowl games. Who was the winner? Mississippi State, who finished, got in with 5-7 and seven mm-hmm. record. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean right. anything. It, it, a, yeah, in the Big Ten, I mean. It's also, it's also a function of, you know, that ornery media that we've got. You know, we build them up and then we tear them down. I'll, I'll make a bold prediction. 
right now. Bold. Every, bold. Every, bold. Everyone's bold. We saw your bold predictions. Everyone's so anointing ACC basketball as this amazing thing, and, and well, they should at this point. You're talking about potentially 10 NCAA tournament teams. Well, if they don't do well in March, then everybody's going to go, oh, they were overrated, and you know, and then they're going to pick some, you know, the Atlantic 10's going to have a good run, and all of a sudden everybody's going to jump on their bandwagon. So, you know, these things are, you know, some of it is a function of the media setting the bar at a place, and then you can't stay at that level. Right, and, you know, you look at the games that the Big Ten uh, participated in. The Rose Bowl was a fabulous game. Penn State loses on a last-second field goal. Okay, does that mean Penn State's no good? No, uh, Michigan was a, that was a fabulous game. Absolutely, uh, could have yeah could have gone either way. Indiana really out I know I thought outplayed Stan uh, uh, Utah in the the Chicken Bowl, mm-hmm. whatever Foster Farm uh, mm-hmm. special, and didn't win. But I mean, I thought they were the they they wanted to be there more than Utah did, and it was only by a function of Joe Williams having a you know, great last drive and. Uh, but yeah, keep going though. Keep going. Go, no, to, you, go, go to Ohio State. Okay, well Ohio State. Well, that the, the clunkers are Iowa and and Ohio, Ohio State. And, and, Ohio and State. those aren't explainable if you want to get into the detail of it. I don't because know. Ohio State what? was how, a how they young. Explainable? They were a young whoa, team whoa, whoa, that didn't. Whoa, you know they. What, they whoa, did whoa, whoa, send this whoa, to the committee? Whoa, this, whoa. Is, this is committee They were one of the four best teams in college football according to the committee. Well, I know, but they had vulnerabilities. Well, why? Why were they? Why were they? Why were they in the tournament? They were in the tournament because they scheduled up, they beat Oklahoma, and because they were, they had... And the committee fell in love had, with them the day that they beat Oklahoma. Uh, that's right, the and road, they had one The love. committee fell in love We've with gone them, over they that. Move the them. other no. thing is that you know, there, were, there were four teams in America that had one loss or fewer in the Power Five conferences, and that's, that's really the standard. Everybody wants to go to these obscure rationales, one-loss teams like Ohio State are not going to get bumped by a two-loss team. Did that committee team. watch the last four games of the season? They they got outplayed by Michigan. They almost lost to, to, to Northwestern. They almost lost to Michigan State, and they lost to Penn State. Well, and I honestly, that's a great team coming down the stretch. I know, but but you're you're talking about you're talking about something that I'm not talking about. I'm talking about practical politics of how these teams. What about the Big advanced. Ten champion who beat them head to head and won the championship and beat Wisconsin? Beat them on the road, but how about the Big Ten champion who got clobbered by Michigan and then you're going to tell me they yeah. were injured well, this, this and also lost to Pitt, which lost to Northwestern. Why wasn't Northwestern in the Final Four? Well, I mean, there's, there is a there is a cutoff on it. I mean, there is a you know there is a limit. But I, and I don't know the answer to this, and I'll ask. Does I, I, the I know I know the way he, he I know what Mark feels, but I don't know how you uh, the other two feel about whether the committee made a mistake. And I I advocated, and Mark advocated, and I don't know if it was a TMG Universal position because we we didn't poll Herb on this one. I don't think I, I thought Penn State should have been in. The, no, I the, I. I, I you disagreed I, with that. I, I thought Ohio State did what they had to do, to what? given the the rules of of the what, what rules? The rules are they, best teams. Every week. they went by eye test, <laughs> and they also every week with that you know, if, if Michigan, you know, to your point, if if Michigan gets a first down call at Ohio State, then Michigan is in the in the Big Ten championship, and then your whole okay. Well, that would have made that would have made more sense because Michigan. Had a head-to-head over Penn State. Oh, that well, go through that. history well, and look at one loss teams. Well, the the problem is, is that the committee is going to have to make a make a decision. 
on how much it values conference championships. They say they value conference championships, but when it comes down to the crunch time, they didn't value the conference championship. And so if I'm if I'm on these leagues, then, well, why am I playing a conference championship? The best, one of the best conferences in the country. Why this year? am I doing this if it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day? Now, if 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 Penn State does not lose to Pittsburgh then it's all academic. Then they're absolutely in, and they, and I understand that. But to me, a conference championship plus head-to-head right. should have been enough to overcome the second loss. Right, right. And this is, you know, and I agree with that, but part of the problem is that this is that because of the expansion of college football and the, the advent of the 14-team league, now you're de- – the splitting of these – Leagues into conferences has just complicated all this stuff. You know, Ohio State and Michigan started out in opposite divisions, right? When they first split, and then they just moved the leaders and legends. They were and they were worried they were going to have to play twice, right? And, and, right. And, and so they moved them in the same division. So you get these arbitrary one year one side of the of the conferences is way better than the other, and you get these weird splits, and then you get into these odd discussions and these arguments that I don't think. Should be arguments that you know the league champ. You know it's in their well, protocol, right? That the league championships. So it made, you know, yeah. There were the second loss, the two losses are, are factors. But if you don't have a chance, but but what to, you mean the place that you need to get to, and it's down the road because of a lot of practical matters, is you need an eight. You're going to need to say conference champions are in. The only way you can do that is an eight-team playoff, and that's not going to happen for a while. But that's where they're going to get. And then we're going to be arguing about no. Michigan being left out or USC being left out or even Penn State, depending. You, I mean, the 18 playoff is going to be the, the solution to Well, this. the 18 playoff may be the solution, but let me tell you why there is not going to be five automatic bids for the five Power Five conferences. I had a discussion with somebody you all know that's really high up the food chain in the BCS. And the reality is that if you ever went to five automatic qualifiers, then the group of five, the other five guys over here, faster than you can say antitrust are in court because they've been effectively locked out. Now, we all know that they're locked out now, okay? But the issue is now you've you've written it in your rules mm-hmm. where these guys are locked out. Now they could could get a they could get but they could they could earn their way in. Right. Why don't they like just they give them a, why don't they just give them a guarantee like they have now? Well here here's the problem with that. It's because it's one thing to give the group of five best group of five team a spot in the New Year's six. That's one thing. It's another thing entirely to give them a spot in the playoffs. They would never do that well, you with can a fourteen. That. So why, why would you, that be so terrible? You know, you have a minimum standard, like, and I, I, I put this on on the website uh, that you have an eight. If you had had an eighteen playoff this year, you would have had undefeated number one Alabama against number eight undefeated Western Michigan. Now that would have been obviously, you know, a very, you know, unlikely it's like a, scenario. It's like a one sixteen. It's like a one sixteen. Yeah. But you know what? That would have been a great reward for Western Michigan. It would have been a fun game, and you go ahead and do that. Now, if they don't have a team that meets their standard that that they've used in the past, then that's another matter. Well, but I, I think you know, I don't see this that is. I a, think this is a perfect segue to where I'm going next because I think the farther down you go in expanding. The playoff, and I think we're seeing the and Coach Nick Saban talked about this 
the, with, just with the four-team playoff, how much it has diminished the other bowl games and has now raised the specter of players that are deciding not to play in certain bowl games to protect themselves. Basically, they're saying, wait, there's only four, there's only four teams that really matter. Um, why should I play in the whatever, uh, you know? See, I, I don't, I don't really buy that either because, well, because so you're saying Nick Saban is wrong. No, is I'm, wrong. I'm saying that Nick Saban, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> that, I, I don't. We won't have to get into all the reasons why Nick Saban would say that, but bowl <laughs> games have great numbers on ESPN. The the Camellia Bowl did a better number head to head against the North Carolina Kentucky basketball game, mm-hmm. which was an epic. Yeah, you know what? And, and that, that's those great for ESPN. Watched, but those but games get how many watched, people? How many people attend those games? And how many? Why should a player have to play in a game that is concocted by ESPN, not aired by ESPN, but owned by ESPN, because they can do a better rating than some basketball game when nobody there, there's nobody going to these games. They're, they're, the, 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 I love watching the camera angles on these games to see how tight they have to shoot. I, I covered the USFL when the Express played in the Coliseum with crowds of two and three thousand in a stadium that held a hundred, and, and you get the you know. So, but, but what are the players getting out of this? That's the modern world. I mean, first of all, they they've done that with regular season games. I mean, they play regular season games at all hours of the day, and. And a, a lot of major type programs in the Big Ten, Iowa and even Wisconsin, and even Notre Dame took out an ad a year ago. I mean, they end up selling out or not selling out. No, you're talking about empty seats are a factor of television in the regular season okay. as so well. Why, as, well, let me, and let, me the players, you, let me ask you a question. And if the players don't want to play, that, that's, well, that's kind of the price. Let me ask you you know, I, mean, I wrote that too, that, you know what, if but they there's don't... Been a lot, there've been, they've, they've been, the heavy world criticism. There's been heavy criticism of uh, on uh, Leonard Fournette and, uh, and Christian and McCaffrey, McCaffrey for sitting these games out. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking, and, and the, the the argument on the on the telecast, which is the wrong argument, is that these games are mean. These bowl games are meaningless. No, they're not meaningless for the players that are in them. Ninety eight or nine point nine percent of them are never playing in another game after this. They are very important for those players. But for 30 players out of how many played Division One that have a different risk factor mm. for putting their careers on the line, I think it was a bogus, uh, uh, you know, criticism of these players. Tony, I well, you... every, every to me, every player has got to make up his own mind what's best for him and his family as you look to, towards uh, the possible big payday. In the NFL, Leonard Fournette was a guy I never understood the criticism. He's been banged up the whole time he was at LSU and played on one leg a bunch of times. And so, I just think every every guy and every family have to make make up their own mind. And given the financial stakes involved, you know, how, how can you tell somebody tell a kid, hey, I know you're going to be, you know, have twenty million dollars in the bank, but you really need to play this last game for good old state U. But I heard I that criticism. Uh, but I heard that from the uh, announcers on the air. I don't buy it. From I don't buy it. But what does that have to do with the playoffs? I mean, that could happen anyway. This, this is a bowl. Everyone's talking about the bowls. But, the, but what everyone's worried about, and what I'm talking about right now, is what happens if you take it one more step. Yeah. At the end, of, at the start of the season, when an All-American running back plays for a top-10 team, and all of a sudden, like a, like a USC... And his team goes one and three, and he goes mm-hmm. checks out. I'm I'm gone after I'm gone after well, October. I'm not playing. It's not worth the risk. 
Well, they, they, you know, they, that, they're worried about that. That, 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 that reality exists because of the three-year rule that right. has nothing to do with college football, that it's mm-hmm. collectively bargained by the NFL. That don't, they don't want these players for three years. So the player has to make a decision. Do I sit out? A perfect example of this dilemma was the Orange Bowl, where two players made a decision in that game to play. Dalvin Cook uh, had a tremendous game and increased his, he made millions of dollars by playing in that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. The tight end for Michigan, Jake Butt, yeah. Jake Butt tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. He lost millions of dollars by playing in that game. So there's a microcosm of this mm-hmm. situation that, but that's, I don't criticize them, either one of those guys, no, for playing. That, that's why in that every, game. Every, every guy's got to figure out what's right. best for him. And then we should we should respect whatever decision they make. But That's what? Take it, yeah. stick it. In. Blau brought up this point about a, a player checking out of a one and three start. What about a, the first player that sits out of a national semi playoff game? And you say, and I be, I firmly believe that Fournette and McCaffrey would not have sat out if their teams were in the national semifinal. Right. But let's go back to our friend of ours named uh, Maurice Claret. Or someone of that ilk who, who you know, who, thre- who who did all, you know, remember the championship game, the trouble he caused that week, and he was mad about. There's there there are players like a Randy Moss, a a Claret, that would do that, to either to make a case or to say I'm not a I'm not a, uh, you know a piece of meat. Somebody will make it could make a political statement in a semifinal game, and then I think he got problems. You well, got problems, but at yeah. the end of the day, what what can you do about it? I mean it's. It's just, and how is that kid going to look his teammates in the eye? Well, it's one thing for for Chris McCaffrey to say it's the Sun Bowl, but if if, if Stanford is play, if Stanford is playing you know Alabama you know in the semifinals, he's going to say I'm not going to play. He's going to look them in the eye and, and say I'm I'm walking out, guys. Well, then then, well, then that's, that's a different That's when the issue. NFL general manager goes, you know, I was thinking about him, but I think I'll pick him. If, if the guy if if a guy under that yeah. circumstance, if they only did that, I mean, yeah. you know, Joe, right. you know, we you know they, we have. Plenty of players have problems that have been, that have been overlooked on NFL draft day, but uh, this, these are interesting discussions. And I think, um, well, I think we'll wrap it up now and uh, and look forward to uh, maybe doing another one of these. You know, two Tomorrow. or three years. <laughs> this one went so well, I think. And I think if we uh, had some playout music, and I think we can get on with our busy lives. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody.